Melbourne AA Steps Weekend 2017. This is Kaz talking about Step 10. Hi everyone, I'm Kaz and I'm an alcoholic. I'm sober today and really grateful for that. I don't have any notes, so <laughs> I'm relying entirely on God, I guess. Um, hate public speaking and um, <laughs> I have um, uh, um, been feeling quite sick this morning at the thought of doing this and have thought several times about ringing and saying I'm feeling really sick and I can't come <laughs> but um, I've been taught not to say no in this fellowship or to say yes and um, so that's what I did when Kath asked me last week and I've been regretting it ever since. Um, but um, I'm grateful to be, um, you know, to be given the opportunity to be of service. And, and that's what I'm doing. And all I can do is share my experience and um, strength and hope. And I have some today, you know. Um, I didn't, um, I didn't for a long time. And, um, um, yeah. Um, it was great to hear that extended version of the 10th step read. I read that this morning before I came here. And um, um, the, uh, the sentence that stand out, stood out for me was um, um, that if we let up on our... if we um, Sorry, I've forgotten it now. <laughs> um, that we're not cured, that all we have is a daily reprieve based on our um, spiritual condition, you know, and um, something to that effect. And um, and that's the one that I have to remember. Um, I um, mo- a lot of you know, um, I think, in a lot, I know a lot of faces in this room, so a lot of you know my story. Um, I have, um, I had twelve years. Um, of sobriety in this fellowship, and um, and you know I I did uh, at the towards the end of that twelve years I did actually go through the twelve steps and and uh, go through the process of step one to nine it took me twelve years well actually fifteen years around the fellowship before I actually did that um, but I did it and I got to experience the sense of freedom and peace and ease that you that you experience when you do that process. Um, I made a couple of amends and I was feeling really great and, um, and and I can honestly say I don't know what happened but I sat back on my laurels and went, I'm good now and um, got a resentment. <laughs> so obviously I wasn't practising step 10. Um, I got a resentment on some people in the fellowship and, um, and I walked away from AA. And, um, you know, I... Whenever I say that, I think how insane that was, you know. I'd been around the fellowship for 15 years and I'd seen people walk away. I knew what happened to people who walked away. You know, I'd started the process of working through these steps and I'd begun to experience the sense of freedom that you experience when you work through the steps and yet I walked away from the fellowship and um, thought I would be okay. And um, in fact, I thought I was doing so well, I... uh, thought I could have another drink. <laughs> I thought I could drink socially. And um, 
And I'd never drunk socially. I started drinking at the age of 12 and I was a blackout drunk from my first drink. I never drank socially. I never wanted to. It, I thought it was quite boring to do anything less than get blind drunk, you know. I also took lots of drugs so that I could drink more, you know. Like I was... Um, I loved the effect of getting drunk and... Um, and at 12 years sober, I thought I could drink socially. I thought I was cured. And, um, and I picked up a drink and um, nothing much happened. And um, that, um, that drink led to five years of um, drinking and using. And, um, and during that time, I still thought that I was okay. I, I, I still thought that I... That I, that I wasn't, I was no longer an alcoholic um, for a lot of that, well, for most of that time, actually. It was only towards the very end of that five years that I realised that um, I was in deep trouble and it was the alcohol and the drugs and um, I needed to get back here. And um, I dragged two kids through that, you know. Being a mum didn't stop me from picking up a drink. Um, Nothing will stop me from picking up a drink except for, um, uh, you know, I believe a power greater than myself, you know, and, um, and I need to be, um, I need to be in fit spiritual condition to, to maintain my sobriety. Um, I, um, so I got back to the fellowship, fortunately, like I, I feel like I'm really blessed. I know a lot of people don't get back, um, after, particularly after having drunk. Um, after picking up a drink after a long period of time sober, a lot of people don't get back. So I feel, you know, I feel very fortunate that I did, um, and I um, and I knew straight away that I needed to start. Well, I did have some health issues I had to deal with initially, but then I then I knew I knew I knew I had to get straight into this program. I knew I had to um, start doing these steps. I knew. I couldn't um, just not drink, you know. It was not going to work for me this time. Um, I was completely insane. I was worried about my mental health, and um, I'm sure my family were too. Um, and I started the process of working through these steps again, and um, and I, I think they're miraculous. You know, I've done um, years of therapy with different therapists, and I've never achieved the result that I've achieved or that's happened, I don't know that I've achieved it particularly, but the result that's happened since working through these steps, I've never achieved that in any therapy that I've ever done. Um, you know, I spent years, a long time, most of my life, feeling... Um, um, feeling... Uh, or blaming everyone else for how my life was and what was happening in my life, not wanting to take responsibility for me or my life um, always sorry I, I was always saying sorry but I was never yeah, I was never wrong um, I really identify with that I, I, was, I never thought I was wrong I always thought I was right I knew what I needed what, no I knew what yeah I thought I knew what was best for me and I knew what was best for you <laughs> I, um, I um, and I didn't hesitate to tell you a lot of the time either um, especially if you were close to me um, you know relationships didn't go so well for me <laughs> as a result um, I um, 
I was full of self-pity. I was full of, um, I was, I was um, dishonest, selfish. All those, you know, the, yeah, the bedevilments that are talked about in the book. You know, that's how I lived my life. I had trouble with personal relationships. You know, um, and I'm talking about sober in this fellowship as well as when I was drinking. You know, um, well, not sober when I was, yeah when I was not drinking in this fellowship and not working the program, I was living like that as well, you know, and um, um, I didn't want to live like that anymore. I'd got to a point where I just didn't want to live like that anymore. And um, and going through those steps from one to nine, you know, that, that process is, you know, quite transformative. It does change, I don't know, something, um, something changes. Um, but... But I have to continue. I think that's the most important word in that step, you know. I have to continue to take personal inventory because I still resort to um, or revert to type really quickly. <laughs> and um, it, it's, uh, it's a daily thing. It really is, you know. I can, you know, I do have good days, but I can still have days where I very quickly become, you know, um, the expert and... Uh, <laughs> think uh, I know everything and thanks um, I know what uh, you know you should be doing and I tell you and um, and it just hurts well it does hurt the other person but it hurts me so much I can't I can't live in that pain for very long anymore um, you know when I do hurt someone or where when I um, when I need to make amends I, it's like my um, um, I can't think of the word, but um, barometer or whatever you want to call it, you know, is it, it doesn't. It's not very high anymore. You know, I can't, I can't sit in that pain for very long. I have to make amends. I have to make it right, um, if I can. You know, I have to at least admit that I'm wrong, um, and then I have to sit with it. You know, if somebody doesn't want to accept my um, my amends, I have to basically just sit with it and. Um, I've also had experiences where, um, you know, I've said, I've, I've realised in the moment what's going on and I've said a prayer and, and it is quite miraculous sometimes how it's lifted and how it changes, you know, even my interaction with someone, um, particularly my daughter, <laughs> can change, you know, if I just say a little, if I stop and pause and say a little prayer, um, you know, her attitude miraculously changes as well. Um, you know, it's uh, yeah, it's quite um, it's quite an amazing program, really. Um, and you know, my life has changed dramatically as a result of of um, working this program. It's not, um, it yeah, it really doesn't look. Um, Anything like it did when I was drinking, and I and I have to um, I have to keep connected. I have to keep coming here to be reminded of that because if I'm out there and um, doing my own thing and um, you know getting on with my life, I can very quickly start to compare myself and my life to other people's. And um, when I come here, I remember how how it was, how my life was, and how different it is today. And externally it's a little bit different, um, but internally it's completely different. It's completely different. And 
and when I remember to be grateful for that, you know, it's it's um, it, it's it's a feeling that nothing else can give me. Like it really is. Um, you know, money can't buy this stuff. Um, a person can't give me this stuff. You know, it's got to come from within me and and from a higher power. And I think um, by um, you know, um, continuing to do the work, it continue. I continue to clear the channel or clear the blockages that 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 um, keep me separate from my higher power and from other people. And um, and the good stuff flows in. Like it's just um, incredible how it works. Um, I can't explain it. You know, it's that stuff of you know, it works just fine. I can't. You know, I can't explain how it works. Um, I only know that I need to be really vigilant and I need to um, continue to do it daily. Um, I need to keep coming here to be reminded of what I need to do as well as being reminded of where I've come from. And also um, coming to a meeting is often the best opportunity for me to be of service, for me to try to carry the message, which I think is also the key to this, um, you know, continuing my sobriety um, I don't want to go back to where I was. I really never, ever want to go back to that way of life. I was at a friend's place last night and they were sitting around tasting different sorts of whiskies. <laughs> we were watching a slideshow and um, they, you know, there was a there was a bar and they were having a drink and somebody said to me, "Would you like one?" And I said, "No, I'm good, thanks." And uh, and someone else said. Um, Oh, that'd, that would be interesting. <laughs> they knew me when I was during that relapse, you know. Um, and I said, yeah, interesting is not quite the word. I don't think you'd like me here if I, if I had a drink, you know. You wouldn't be inviting me back, that's for sure, you know. Like, um, so, yeah, I have a life today, you know, because of this program and this fellowship and, and, I, and I am really grateful and I'm a little bit stumped for what else to say, so I might finish there. Thanks for being here. Information about the annual Melbourne AA Steps Weekend is available from www.stepsweekend.aagroup.org.au. Thanks for letting us share.